0: What's Shaking Fire Nation, JLD here with another income report. This is May 2018's Income at a Glance. We have a lot of things that went down in the month of May, which I'm really excited to talk about, but we're going to dive into that and more when we get back from thanking our sponsor. So why do a vast majority of businesses fail within the first five years if you were to ask me or my friend, Billy Jean, we'd both tell you the same thing. It's because they can't figure out how to get more customers. Ditch the fear you have around paid advertising and learn how to finally make it work for you. Billie Jean has a completely free training that will teach you exactly how to use paid ads to get more customers in any niche. Visit WatchBilliesVideo.com to access his free training today. Watch Billie's video dot com. All right, Fire Nation, as I promised, May was a big month. We did a total gross income of $153,000. Our total expenses were just a hair under 40K at $39,855 for a total net profit of $113,520, which is a $44,000 increase from the month prior. So love the trending of this direction. All things are pointing up, and Kate... What's going on? We're talking a day before you and I leave the island for a month. Are you going to miss Puerto Rico?
1: definitely. <laughs> I always miss the humidity when I leave.
0: Yeah. It seems like we go other places, even places that aren't that bad with humidity. And we just kind of shrivel up like the iguanas that we have in our backyard.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> gross. I saw one swimming in our pool the other day.
0: Oh my God. Don't tell me that because I'm going to go with my little BB gun and take care of business. But anyways, <laughs> we also have David in the house. He is our legal team over here at Entrepreneurs on Fire. And he has a great legal tip that we'll be talking about in a minute. But First, David, you were just complaining about San Diego. You were saying that it's cold and miserable and you wish you lived in Puerto Rico. What's the deal, brother?
2: Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty terrible in San Diego. Don't everybody move here? It's it's, uh, it's you don't want to be here. It's terrible. It's all.
0: No, you actually need people to move there because you need people to help with that tax burden you have going on over there.
2: Well, you know, some of us uh, are 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 able to escape, but uh, the rest <laughs> of us are struggling by. And we're doing I'm not going to complain about it. We're doing good. It's a uh, it's a beautiful state it's one of the biggest economies in the world and uh, and we're killing it so I uh, can't complain
0: yeah literally like I think California if it was a country wouldn't it be like the ninth or something biggest economy in the world
2: I think it's gone gone higher since then and and we're you know we're we're continuing to do uh, do pretty well, and I'm I'm contributing my part. I'm not saying I'm a hundred percent of that. But, you
0: know. <laughs> well, it's a lovely state. I love it from tip to tip. It really is a lot of fun all the way through. So uh, definitely be going back there in March myself. That's the kind of the time that I really like to go back to San Diego and check out some of the big conferences there, like Traffic and Conversion, Social Media Marketing World, and overall just get to know the place. I spent a number of some of the best years of my life. So love it all. love California. Of
1: course, that's where we met. And that's where
0: we met, of course. I almost almost forgot to say that, but you reminded me. But Fire Nation, we also have Mr. Josh Bowerly in the house. He, as always, is the man with a monthly tax tip. So Josh, I'm not even going to let you introduce yourself or say anything. You're just going to jump right into the monthly tax tip because that's what you do best. So take it away.
3: All right, John, if you remember a few months ago, we took a pretty broad look at all the new tax laws put in place. And if you remember, there were a lot of good things about the the changes that were coming for entrepreneurs. Um, The big one being that pass-through entities, like most small businesses are, will only pay taxes on 80% of their income, all right? So overall, I'm still very optimistic on that new tax law. But as we continue to dig into the changes, we are seeing some individual things that may hurt people a little bit. And one negative thing that was recently brought up that I know caught Kate's attention for EO Fire was the changes being made to meals and entertainment deduction. And as you know, we have discussed meals and entertainment as a possible tax deduction for entrepreneurs on several different prior income tax reports. All right, the big one I remember is when I used this rule to write off 50% of my Cleveland Indians World Series tickets. Okay, I uh, don't seem to recall the results of that World Series. Not important. All right, but my Cleveland Indians were there. I went to the game. I took a business associate with me, and I was able to write off 50% of the cost of those tickets. These laws regarding meals and especially entertainment are now changing under the new tax plan, and the changes are mostly for, unfortunately, the worst when it, for, for entrepreneurs. All right, so it's going to hit Fire Nation hard in a few areas. So let's take a look at how things are changing. So first, let's start with the good news. Let's look at what has not changed. Under the old rules, anytime you had a business-related meal or a meal while out of town for business, you were able to deduct 50% of the cost of that meal as a business expense. Okay, so John, when I'm out in Puerto Rico, you take me to dinner, you are gonna be able to deduct 50% of that meal. That's how it worked under the old plan, okay? So if you buy us this big expensive meal that I have planned for you to buy us, it's gonna cost us five. Cost you, that is, $500. You are gonna be able to deduct $250 of that, okay? That's how it worked under the old plan. That's how it will continue to work under the new plan. If you have a business-related meal, you will be able to deduct 50% of that, If you are out of town for business, all right, John, so when you come to Ohio to watch a Cavs finals game and talk business, any meal you go out to eat while you were in Ohio or or anywhere else out of town for business, you can continue to deduct 50% of that cost. Nothing's changed that still remains the same. What has changed under the new plan and what's gonna kinda hit people a little bit is the entertainment portion of this deduction. Okay, so again, under the old rules, If John took me out for a round of golf prior to our business dinner in Puerto Rico, and I'm sure there are some great golf courses there by in Puerto Rico, you would have been able to deduct 50% of that round of golf as well. Under the new plan, they have entirely eliminated the entertainment portion of this deduction. Okay, so it's no longer meals and entertainment, it is now simply meals. When my Cleveland Indians go to the World Series again this year, I unfortunately won't be able to deduct 50% of that cost, all right? Bummer there. But that's the way it is. The entertainment portion of Meals and Entertainment is gone. Another area of the Meals and Entertainment deduction that's changed, and not unfortunately for the better, is the fully deductible meals. Okay, so you've probably heard me keep harping on this over and over again, that those business meals were 50% deductible. There was, however, an exception to this that allowed those meals to be fully deductible. And this typically came into play when you were purchasing meals for an event, okay? So if you have a business, you're hosting a holiday party, you're providing meals for everybody there, that is 100% deductible, not 50% deductible. Uh, If you're having an employee gathering and you're buying meals for all of your employees, 100% deductible. When I worked at a tax firm in Denver uh, during tax season, when we were working 80 to 100 hours a week, they used to buy meals for the entire staff every Saturday as kind of a uh, pick-me-up, a a, a morale booster type thing. That would have, I'm sure, been 100% deductible. Under the new tax plan, Like the entertainment portion, this 100% deduction is almost entirely gone. Okay, so you host that holiday party, you buy the meals; it's going to be 50% deductible instead of 100%. You buy meals for your employees, 50% deductible instead of 100%. The one exception there still seems to be here is that if you host an event and the meals that 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 you're providing are included in the purchase price of the ticket those will still be 100% deductible. Okay, so John, if you host a, an event in Puerto Rico um, to try and get people to move to Puerto Rico to take advantage of all the great things going on there, and you host this event, and people are paying $500 a ticket, and as a part of that $500 ticket, you are providing them lunch for two days that will still be 100% deductible because it's a part of that ticket that people are buying. Okay, so in that case, 100% deductible. In all other cases, it appears it will now be back to limited to 50%. Okay, so I know big bummer for people that like to host those year-end parties who like to buy things for their employees, buy meals for their employees, that is now reduced to 50%. All right, so these are where the changes are. The, the 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 standard meal when you just go out with a business associate, when you have a meal out of town, nothing's changed there. Still deductible, still limited to 50%. The entertainment portion is wiped out completely, and the 100% meals are almost completely gone other than events where meals are included. All right, so the IRS still offers a ton of great ways to 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 create, you know, turn these personal expenses into business deductions. Um, there's still portions of the meals area you can take advantage of. But with these tax law changes, you now have to be more careful than ever. Make sure you're working with someone. Make sure you have a plan in place to maximize these meals and continue to deduct those. All right. So as always, Fire Nation is welcome to get a hold of me anytime. Josh at cpmfire.com. Uh, they can check out our website, cpmfire.com. And as always, we continue to offer that free course where people can figure out what business entity is best for them. CPAONFIRE.com slash Fire Nation.
0: Josh, you as always rocked the mic. And Fire Nation, please don't ever hesitate to reach directly out to Josh. He is Josh at CPAONFIRE.com. Make sure you grab that gift that he always has for you at CPAONFIRE.com slash Fire Nation. Or just go to cpaonfire.com because he has a lot of great stuff to help you, the entrepreneur, in your entrepreneurial journey doing all the right things things. Now, David, I, I don't want to just like say that I'm saving the best for last of the two of you, but this time I really am because this is such an important topic about how to comply with the new GDPR privacy law. I know we're all sick of hearing about it. I know we're all sick of getting those emails from everybody, but you'll be a lot sicker, Fire Nation, if you don't do the right things and you get a hefty fine that could literally ruin some businesses and likely will ruin businesses down the line if they're not doing the right thing. I I know that we had our team put in over 75 billable hours to make sure that we're complying with GDPR. Now, let me tell you, we have a huge site, Fire Nation. So I mean, that's why it was such a big project. But I do want to say that this is something you really absolutely have to be focusing on. I mean, we are not messing around with this. I don't think you should either. So David, take it away, brother. Say what's up and give us a little details about this GDPR.
2: All right, let's let's uh, let's get down with some privacy. We all love that. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of people asking me, like, why is my email inbox filling up with all these weird privacy things or terms and conditions? And, you know, most people, I mean, I read every single one word for word. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a little weird like that. And my wife, uh, you know, has her own opinion of it. But, um <laughs> Some some people don't. I guess that's my job. But, um, you know, if you've been wondering why that's been happening, it's because the European Union uh, imposed a new privacy law called the General Data Protection Regulation, which uh, the cool people called GDPR. It was France. And,
0: I know it was France. It's always France's fault.
2: Well, <laughs> they all got together and said, how can we uh, <laughs> increase the billable <laughs> hours for attorneys and, and people that consult on these things? Uh. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so it became enforceable on May 25th, 2018. And like everybody kind of waited till the last minute. And even if you haven't done anything to being in compliance with it, you know, that you should do it now. I mean, there's no advantage to to waiting any longer and, and you can get in compliance at any point. So this rule, this regulation, GDPR, applies to everybody who uses the personal data of EU, European Union citizens, even if the company is based in the U.S. And as John said, the fines for noncompliance can be severe. I'll talk about that. So let me just give you a quick general overview of how this can affect you. So the first question is, what is, quote unquote, personal data? So it means any information relating to an, an, an individual. So it could be name, address, email address, IP address, and a lot more. Um. So anyone who collects or transmits or otherwise uses or stores that personal data of EU citizens must comply with GDPR. So let me give you an example. If your business, no matter how early or late it is in the business process, if your business has an email list and that includes EU citizens, you might have to comply with gdpr and you know even if you're not going out of your way to reach out to people in the eu you don't know if somebody on your list is a citizen of an eu country and just happens to be staying in the u.s or you know if they signed up when they're in the u.s and then they moved and now they're in the eu i mean it's almost mm. impossible to track these things unless you're just best personal friends with everybody on your list so just assume that there are eu citizens on your list if you have any list of any substantial size um Under GDPR, in order to use that personal data, you need a legal basis to do so. And the most common legal basis is quote unquote consent, meaning somebody's agreed and given consent to use that data. And the rule says the consent must be specific and verifiable. Um, And so, you know, if somebody just said, hey, you know, hey, you can use my data however you want, well, that's not necessarily verifiable because there's nothing backing it up. So if someone was to ask, hey, how is my information on your list? You have to be able to show them exactly how and when they provided consent. If you don't have those records, you should delete that info from your list, and that's you know probably part of what those billable hours John was talking about <laughs> relates to. Um, how about going forward? When someone is added to your mailing list in the future, you must obtain consent, and there's specific rules about how it should be contain- You know, obtained. You have to. It has to be specific for distinct purposes, so you can't just say, we can use it for whatever we want. You have to be specific, like, hey, we might send you marketing emails. That's an example of specific consent. Um, Silence or pre-ticked boxes doesn't constitute consent. People must explicitly opt in to the use of their personal data. That means they have to check a box, not just, you know, hey, it's in my terms and conditions on my website that you haven't even read, buried somewhere. They have to actually affirmatively do something to provide consent. And if you're doing different activities, you have to get separate consent. So, you know, let's say you start a new business, you can't just port your list over, you need, you know, consent for that new enterprise. Um, So, you know, definitely take care about those email lists, email lists. John and Kate will be sure to tell you are super valuable in in developing business and, um, but you want to make sure that people really have consented because if they have then those are the people that are going to be warm leads for your business that you know be buyers of your products or services, you know if somebody is annoyed by your emails and they're not you know interested in hearing what you have to say and they didn't really feel like they gave you permission to contact them you know, they're probably not going to be a, a really great customer anyway. So clearing up that list, and I know it's a pain, but making sure you get that consent going forward is just going to make uh, every single email you send or every kind of contact that you do uh, all, all that much more powerful. Now, the GDPR also applies to privacy policies. If you have a website or an app, you have to have a privacy policy. I mean, just flat out, you have to have it. And they all need to be updated or tweaked a little bit with GDPR. And, and we could talk about that if you have you know, questions about that, you can always reach out to me directly. Um, and finally, I want to talk about those penalties that John alluded to. The fines for non-compliance with GDPR are up to 20 million euros, uh, or if it's a company, up to 4% of their total annual revenue in the previous fiscal year, whichever is higher. And I don't know about you, but you know, me personally, 20 million euros would be a big hit to my to my financial state.
0: I'd um, say if, so. If,
2: you know, if you're if you're rolling in it and 20 million euros is nothing, hey, <laughs> go ahead and don't comply. But for the rest of us, I would say you probably want to be in compliance and you know, the bottom line is entrepreneurs are going to have to be a lot more aware of their privacy policies and ensure that any personal data, especially pertaining to EU citizens, was obtained with proper consent. I think really it's it's a pain, but I think it's really it's a good thing going forward. Less spam on the Internet, you know, more directed communications to people that really want to hear it, really want to potentially engage with your company, buy your products or services. And, and that's really what it's all about. Not bothering people, but but uh, communicating valuable information with the right people. Would John, do you agree with me? I
0: do agree with you. And- And I know that Kate's actually been working a little more closely on this than I have. She's actually been working directly with our CTO on this. So, I mean, Kate, what have you kind of seen, you know, over these 75 billable hours that, you know, we've had to kind of go through and hire our team and bring them through the process on? Like, what are some of the things that kind of standing out to you as somebody who's, you know, not an expert on this, but, you know, has become through trial by fire, somebody who's probably gotten to know a little bit more about this than even you'd like to admit?
1: I definitely agree with David. I mean, overall, I think it's a good thing. I'm saying that now on the other side of this project, because man, I will tell you, I don't think I've ever worked on a more, uh, like stressful intensive project before in our business. Like it was a big deal. And, you know, John, to your point, you talked about us having a really big website. And so when you think about the actual project that went behind this, like We had to find every single opt-in on our website and be able to change that and update it. Those are, I, I think we came up with over 15 or 16 different forms in Infusionsoft, but those 15 or 16 different forms are in hundreds of places on our website. And every single one of those codes needed to be updated, let alone, you know, Bless our dev team who worked on getting the pop-up box to look the way that we wanted it to and making sure that if people clicked yes, that it was sending the right information to Infusionsoft versus if someone clicked no, what are we going to do with our with the automation side of things to make sure that, you know, they get what they asked for, but that we don't send them anything more. So just a lot, a lot of stuff went into the whole back end of it. And man, I think I deleted probably close to 60,000 contacts from our infusion soft. Um, whether that be because we weren't able to identify where they were. Um, we had a whole campaign that we put into place that we put people through to get that consent, David, that you're talking about um, permission from people who we knew were definitely in the EU, but also people that we didn't know one way or the other just to be on the safe side. So yeah, I mean, I I do think it's going to be a good thing. We've really cleaned up our list a lot, which I'm happy about. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing how it plays out moving forward.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of things, Fire Nation, I think you need to think about. And David... You know, before I hand this over to you to kind of wrap it up, I do kind of have a question. There's probably a lot of people listening that are like, "Well, geesh, like, you know, I was busy or I don't have that big of a website, so I'm probably not that much of a target right now. So I definitely missed the deadline of completely, quote unquote, complying. Um, but what should I be doing going forward? I mean, is this something that people should be like, "Okay, I missed it, but it has to be on my to do list, like at some point over the next six to twelve months, because you know I'm I'm probably not a target, and so this is one of those things like an IRS audit." Like, it's probably not going to happen. But if it does, like, you know, raise up the flagpole because that could be a 20 million dollar, 20 million euro hit and could be a big deal. So, what would you kind of recommend to people who haven't taken complete action or any action towards GDPR moving forward?
2: Yeah. I mean, the way this is playing out is that, um, Lawyers know that this uh, came into action, and I'm not the kind of lawyer that goes out and, and you know runs around suing people. That's not my business. I, I help entrepreneurs like John and Kate succeed. So I'm fortunate that I'm not you know running to court suing people. That's not what I do. But, you know, there are other attorneys that, that do that. And they, you know, so now they're just trolling around looking for websites that are not in compliance. And, and they're starting to fire off lawsuits. And, um, you know, y- you don't want to be that target. And the more successful and, you know, your business is, John and Kate, you know, the more of a target you are, that you're just, you know, you get that big target on your back because people say, hey, you know, these guys are out there and they're growing and killing it. And, and you know, so all that said, if you weren't in compliance as of May 25th, 2018, unless you've got a DeLorean and can go back in time, you know, you can't fix it as of that day. That's okay. But, uh, you know, the sooner you get in compliance, the better. And, you know, if you're a a pretty small startup and you're just getting started, it's not going to be a huge task uh, to, to get everything cleaned up. And if you're a really successful enterprise and you're rocking and rolling, well, it's gonna be more of an investment, but you've got more to protect. So I say uh, you know, the sooner you get this squared away, the better. And 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 don't have one, don't have this be one of those things that sits on your back burner and go, Oh yeah, someday I want to do it because you just don't want to get nailed.
0: If you have a question, if you think that you want to start getting the ball moving forward in different areas, you know, in your business that require a lawyer, David, what's the best way that they can find you
2: products of the mind.net is the, uh, is the best way to find me. And, uh, I always have a free giveaway. And if you click on the income report, uh, the show notes, um, there's a, there's a free download in there as well. So check it out.
0: Cool. Anything else before we let you go brother?
2: No, you guys keep on doing
0: your thing. <laughs> All right. Till next take month, care. my friend, take care. Okay. All right, Fire Nation, we have some amazing value bombs and a couple really cool reveals coming up as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsor. All right, Fire Nation, so I have Billy Jean on the mic for this incredible sponsorship read and Billy, I think you have a question for me.
4: You've interviewed thousands of entrepreneurs, some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world, most influential entrepreneurs in the world. But on the flip side of that, what's the stat? Like 90... 95% of businesses fail within the first five years. And my question to you is, why? What is that one thing that literally 95 out of 100 people are not understanding?
0: Billy, they don't keep generating revenue. They don't keep bringing in customers and clients, and they can't keep the lights on, period.
4: It breaks my heart. And you know what it is, is I think too many businesses that literally believe that waiting on referrals is a way to run a consistent, predictable, and stable business, and it's virtually costing everybody everything. Literally, people take pride in the fact that they don't advertise. Like, oh, my whole business is organic and referrals. I would never pay for advertisements. And it's the most ignorant and arrogant standpoint that I see people take that's killing them. And so right now we have these tools available in 2018, 19 where Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. You can get in front of your ideal customer for one cent, three cents for a view. And people are afraid to take advantage of those opportunities because they don't understand one thing, how to get an ROI on their ads There's no shortage of customers. There's just a shortage of of businesses who understand how to turn clicks into customers. And that's what I want to teach them, John. Yes. Stop going out of business. There's no reason. Like right now, if the only thing that's stopping you from growing your business is just getting more customers who can actually afford your services that you like working with, then you got to show up to my training. Like I I literally made a video, John, that outlines exactly how to use paid advertisements to get customers for any business in any niche. I don't care if you do product sales, physical products. I don't care if it's B2B. I don't care if it's B2C. Whatever your excuse is, I'm telling you, you are one solid advertisement away from having predictable sales in your business and being able to truly scale and not fail.
0: I want to watch the video right
4: now. You know what it's called? (laughs) watchbillysvideo.com.
0: <laughs> oh, watchbillysvideo.com. Fire Nation, you heard it from Billy Jean, the genius himself. Wait,
4: John, here's the best part. It's freaking free. And it's free. So, like, there's nothing. Just literally, I'll send it to you. Like, Just I'll text it to you, I'll email it to you, whatever the heck. Just go there and watch the video and just tell me it's not helpful.
0: Love it. Watchbillysvideo.com. So, okay, we're gonna be looking into what else went down in the month of May, and we're gonna talk about something called three hours to your big idea. But before we go down that path, I want to talk about the podcast journal. You know, I've had a lot of projects that I've taken the lead on. You know, podcasters paradise, webinar on fire, freedom journal, um, the mastery journal. I mean, you were a huge part in all of these, but you know, I was essentially the lead for most of those, or actually, all of those. But this specific project, you took the lead from day one. I, I personally was like, this has to happen, but I can't make it happen. You're like, let me take this over. Let me let me take this home. And this has been your project. This has been your baby. And it's, it's literally now coming to fruition. And you've literally now held this in your hands. So talk us through this project. Talk us through what you've done, where we're at right now, and what people can expect going forward.
1: I honestly can't believe where we're at with the podcast journal right now, because it's been one of those projects where like it started out so fast. You know, you literally shared with me a Google Drive document and you're like, here's the outline for the podcast journal. Let's make it happen. And like from that time it seemed like fast forward mode i was putting in the content and we were going back and forth about what what order the days should be in and so the podcast journal is idea to launch in 50 days and so what we've done with the setup of it is every single day there's one exercise there's one focus of one thing that you need to do to get closer to launching your podcast so um it's a really amazing workbook And, uh, I, I think it's going to help a ton of people launch their podcasts. Um, but in terms of setting up that content and making sure it was in the right place, like that all seemed like it went so fast. And then we hit the point where it was like, okay, let's get this edited. You know, I think you and I went back and forth a couple of times and Whitney, who's our go-to editor who helped us with the freedom journal and the mastery journal wasn't available. And that was kind of like, dagger in my heart because I really wanted Whitney to edit this and she wasn't able to. So from that point forward, I feel like it kind of started to like feel very drawn out. You know, we got into the fun part with putting together all the content, going back and forth about it. And then we got to the editing and the layout and the design and uh, the formatting. And what page goes where and all the like little details that you don't really think about when you're creating something. And Oh man, those, some of those details are really stressful. Like the lamest thing, like the ISBN number, I spent so much time trying to figure out, like, where do I go to get an ISBN number? And, like, is ISBN.com the right site for me to be on? Or did somebody just buy that domain because they knew it would rank really high? And just, like, all these things that you never think about. And, like, the copyright page information. So it's been so much fun to put this together. It's been incredibly stressful. But I'm so grateful that we have Richie and his team over at ProudUp who helped us with the Freedom Journal and the Mastery Journal and who are also helping us with the Podcast Journal because that's given me so much peace of mind in terms of the actual production of this that I know that they're taking care of us. We're in the factory with um, the people who are helping put this journal together for us, um, helping uh, get the sample copy together, which we received. And that was very exciting, but also, again, another very stressful time because Ah, uh, John, you and I opened that up one day and realized that the cover was just not going to work. And that was, you know, kind of um, it was a it was a little bit of a letdown, you know, i was I was hoping to open up this sample and just be like, yes, this is exactly what I had in my mind. This is exactly what I want.
0: <laughs> That's actually exactly what happened with the Freedom Journal. Like it was perfect from the get-go. that That felt pretty good.
1: Oh, that, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. And to think of all the work that you've put into it up until that point, like that's just the cherry on top. Right. Um, so that, that was a, a, that was tough. That was tough because we're working on a deadline too, right? You know, we're launching this journal at podcast movement, which goes down in July in a month and a half from now. And it really wasn't that long ago that we received that sample. Um, But again, that's why I'm so grateful to have Richie and his team. They got on it right away. They gave us other options and we landed on a cover that we love, which you can see a snapshot of the new cover versus the old cover over at eofire.com forward slash income five seven. And I'm just really excited that it's at the point that it's at now. We sent the invoice over, it's in production. The podcast journal is being printed and bound right now and I can't wait to share it with Fire Nation.
0: It's gonna be awesome, Fire Nation. You're definitely gonna to wanna to get over to eofire.com slash income57 to see the before cover image and the after. I mean, it's literally night and day. I mean, and what I really love too is just the quality of the feel of the faux leather is, is so much higher as well. So just so much... About what happened. In some ways, it was just meant to be because it really gave us this option we might not have had before. And I really think it's going to come out spectacularly. And, I again, I think if people want to maybe learn more and get notified about the podcast journal, it's just thepodcastjournal.com.
1: Yes. And I have quite the sequence put together over there. I've been giving updates all along the journey. Uh, for literally, I think my one of my very first updates was when we sent this off to our editor to have it edited. And pretty much every like week or so, I've been sending an update about like where we're at. I've been talking about the struggles that we've hit, the roadblocks we've hit, the frustrations, the win, the excitement of creating a physical product. So definitely head over to thepodcastjournal.com. That's where you can sign up to get those behind the scenes updates and be the first to hear once it's available.
0: So when you do stuff like that, you should also be taking your older emails that you've already sent to people that new people won't be getting and putting them in a blog post so that you can also say, okay, listen, like we're gonna be getting updates moving forward, but if you want all the older updates, here's a URL, eofire.com slash podcast journal. And that's gonna take you to a page where I've been doing all the updates. So people can kind of go back and catch up if they want to. And Fire Nation, that's just kind of a great, idea for you going forward like when you have somebody joining a list and they're getting updates etc you should have a place that they can go to to get caught up on the old ones so that you're not just sending it for people that are joining that day going forward but they're able to consume the full story the full picture because nobody likes to walk in to half of a movie at at the halfway point in a movie and not really be able to say hey like I want to rewind it like nobody that's been there the whole time is going to let you rewind that movie to the beginning but if you have the option to go back and, and consume that whole thing it can just be a better overall experience So anything else about the podcast journal, keep before we uh, dive into the next topic?
1: You guys see why I keep this guy around? (laughs) Got some cool ideas every once in a while.
0: Every once in a while. And I will tell you this, is that I feel like speaking of ideas that this is actually one of my biggest in a long, long time. You know, it was one of those things, Fire Nation, it was, spring was in the air, I was ready for a change, you know, I knew that for over six months prior to Entrepreneurs on Fire, shifting from daily to, you know, twice a week to uh, eight times per month, I knew that was coming, so that wasn't like this, you know, surprise or this new thing or this last minute thing, like that had been a long time coming. But it was just the whole change was in the air. You know, it was March, it was April, change was in the air, entrepreneurs was on fire, was shifting. And I was just like, what? else can I do this different? Like, what can I do this new? Like, I just felt like I was ready to do something new. And I said, what's my next big idea? And I'll tell you, I should have had it slapped in my face right there. But, you know, of course, I had to take the long road around to get there. So I kind of just went on these walks and meditate and did some meditation and do some journaling all around trying to find out what my next big idea was going to be. And I thought about doing a course about how to get to a dollar in four days. You know, a course, I could go into all these different ideas that I had. But finally, finally, I was like, well, what does my audience, Fire Nation, need? They need something very similar to what I need. (laughs) I need to come up with my big idea. Like, I've had some big ideas in the past, and I've crushed it with them. You know, I've had Podcasters Paradise, Webinar on Fire, The Journals, et cetera. I've had a lot of really big ideas that have turned into multi-million dollar ideas, But here I was struggling to come up with my next big idea. Like, what's that next thing? And that made me realize that so many of you, Fire Nation, are just like me. You either, number one don't have a big idea in your life right now number 2 have a lot of quote unquote ideas but aren't sure which is the big idea or you maybe you have an idea but you really want clarity and focus on it because it feels like it's not quite you know there or, or there could just be some some nice tweaks and adjustments that can really just make it go big And that's when I realized, hey, that's my next big idea, (laughs) is to create a completely free training that is amazing. And that free training is called three hours to your big idea. And that's my pledge, Fire Nation, that's my promise to you, is that if you take this free three-hour training, you will have your big idea. You'll either go from no idea to big idea, from a lot of ideas to big idea, or from what you think is your big idea to clarity around that big idea. Because you're in one of those three camps. So I'm going to get you there. So, you know, it just started out in a bunch of different areas and I came back to what is the absolute core. As soon as the aha moment happened, it just felt so right. When I sat down and created all the content, this is a seven module training. When I sat down and created the seven modules and I timed it out and it came out to three hours and I said, this is is right. 3 hours to your big idea. I mean, right now I'm talking into the microphone at 6:04 p.m. If you are listening at 6:04 p.m., you can go to yourbigidea.io and by 9:04 p.m., you'll have your big idea. I mean, how exciting is that? I mean, I literally want to get to the highest rooftop mountain that I can get to and just scream it out to the world that this amazing and free training is soon to be available. Um, Kate and I have a soft launch date of June 12th. I can't promise we're gonna make it because Case decided to go to Vegas and go crazy over there. So I don't know if that's gonna be possible. <laughs> but <laughs> we're gonna be launching it for sure sometime in June. So definitely get on the wait list over at yourbigidea.io because you'll be the first to know. Or if you just go to yourbigidea.io, it's likely live by the time you're hearing this too. That's a very strong possibility as well so that was what I've been working my little booty off I've put so many man hours into creating what I think is going to be such a game changer for first 10 and then hundreds and then thousands and then tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. And my goal is to one day have over a million people go through this training because what's the barrier? It's completely free. What's the time barrier? It's three hours. Like if you can't give three hours to get your big idea, then, you know, I don't know why I listen to this podcast, frankly. I mean, that's just reality. Like you probably should be doing something else. So you need to take this training. I need your feedback because I want to improve it. I want to tweak it. I want to adjust it. I want to make it even better. And I can't do that alone. I can't do that in a silo. I need your feedback. Kate's given me amazing feedback, which I've implemented. Now I need your feedback, Fire Nation. So head over to yourbigidea.io, not .com, .io. Sign up. <clears throat> Get notified for when this training is ready, or if it's ready, it'll just be right there on the page. Take it right away, and after you're done, shoot me an email. This is my personal email, john at eofire.com. Let me know what you think about three hours to your big idea. Let me know what was missing. Let me know what you loved. Let me know what you hated, and I promise if it's a theme of what you're saying with other people, I am going to improve it. I am going to adjust it. I'm going to tweak it because... I am not creating a perfect product on my first time round. This training is not going to be perfect on this first go, but it will improve. It will get better and we'll get to as close to perfection as possible with your help, with your feedback. So I would love your help. I would love your feedback. Your big Yourbigidea.io. Kate, what do you want to add on this part before we move on?
1: just how excited I am to share this free course. I mean, like you said, you've put in so much time and I've watched you um, retool and adjust and redo worksheets. I mean, every single one of these modules, these lessons also has a worksheet that goes with it, a downloadable PDF. I mean, you really pulled out all the stops for this free course and I'm just so excited for Fire Nation to experience it. We've done a lot of work with the actual delivery of it. So if you've taken one of our free courses before, free podcast course, free webinar course, free goals course, this is going to be a much different user experience for you. And I think you're going to love it. Actually, I know you're going to love it (laughs) because it is so far beyond how we've delivered free courses before. You just got to check it out. It's a whole new level.
0: Yeah, I'm actually really, really glad you brought that point up because that is so true. Like the delivery of this course is outstanding. And I I say that um, with no ego because I did not craft and create this uh, delivery of this. You know, we hired an amazing team, Rob over at Themific. Uh, He did a phenomenal job making this happen. You know, we recommend him highly. He's awesome. And I think you're just going to see about how awesome this flows, how smooth and just how user-friendly. I mean, that's where I'm so focused on right now. How can I give you an amazing user experience? How can I surprise and delight you by over-delivering? That's where my focus is right now. That's where case focus is right now. That's where our team's focus is. Like That's what we want is your user experience. That's why when you go to eofire.com now, you're not bombarded by a million things. You have one clean, smooth call to action. And guess what? That one clean, smooth call to action is converting at over 40% because this stuff works, Fire Nation. So we're so excited about the direction that we're heading in. We hope that you study us and find what's working for us because believe me, if something's not working for us, we take it away and we shift and we adjust and then we tell you about it too. So without any further ado, I want to get to the May 2018 Income Breakdown. Product and service income for us in May of 2018 was $93,000, we did a total of 375 journal sales for a total of $13,522. Podcasters Paradise generated $34,000. We did $41,000 in sponsorship revenue. So, a lot of good things were happening in those areas. Affiliate income, we had almost $60,000 in affiliate revenue. Uh, ClickFunnels was just a hair under $30,000. Um, Different courses we had for entrepreneurs was over $19,000, like Davis Eitman Garland's Create Awesome Online Courses was over $5,000. We had a great dual webinar with Dan Henry, which was a $12,000 joint webinar for our side of the revenue. It's called Your Get Account Back, so you can check that out. Uh, We just have a lot of things going on, and again, we break down all of our revenue, even if it's only like, I'm trying to look at one of the smaller numbers right now. Like we made $118 on 10,000 readers, which was actually a course that we promoted like a year and a half ago. So it's just kind of still trickling in there, which is kind of interesting and just shows you the power of affiliate revenue. Um, but our business expenses were $37,284. Um, going down, you know, some of the big ones, of course, were sponsorships. We pay our broker a big dollar amount, virtual assistant, fees were almost $4,000 and we have a ton of things listed out so definitely go check it out eofire.com/income57 so our total net revenue uh, net profits for t- May of 2018 was $113,520 and as always the classy Kate Erickson is going to take us home with her biggest lesson learned which you know a little sneak peek the importance of project plans and support.
1: So I feel like we've been talking about this kind of throughout the income report. And I don't know if I subconsciously do this, but I feel like my biggest lesson learned usually wraps up a lot of the themes that are carried through this income report. Of course, you heard David talk about GDPR. John, you and I talked about these massive projects that we've had, like the podcast journal and three hours to your big idea. Um, We also transitioned the EO Fire team in May, which was a big shift for us. Um, We said goodbye to one of our virtual team members, Claire, who was our social media manager after three years. And, you know, that was a tough change, but we always are constantly reminding ourselves ourselves. Of the acronym Focus, Follow One Course until Success. It's such a critical practice if you want to scale and grow your business. But as you can imagine, with everything I just mentioned, sometimes it could be really, really hard when you're managing multiple projects simultaneously, when you're competing with deadlines, and you know honestly, just some poor planning. We hosted a lot of company at our place. Um, which provided lots of very welcome and super fun distractions. But, you know, it's pretty obvious when uh, when I've let the ball drop. And I feel like that happened a lot more than I'm proud to admit in May. And I'm sure you can relate to that feeling because I know I'm not the only one who juggles a lot of projects or who sometimes feels overwhelmed or who kind of feels like maybe you don't have full control over what's going on in your business. And it's so, so, so important that when you're feeling overbooked, when you're not feeling as productive as you can be, when you're feeling out of your routine, when you're not getting the results that you want know number one that you're not alone it's easy to get off track there's distractions opportunities projects exhaustion the most important thing is to know that you are capable of getting yourself back on track it just requires that you focus follow one course until success create a plan that you can follow start taking the actions you know are going to help you get there and realize that you can't work on five different things at the same time. I mean, this goes back to three hours to your big idea. It's about one thing. It's about one project. It's about one focus. The other things are gonna come. You'll get to work on those other projects at some point too, but keep your focus on one big project and know that if you keep your eyes looking ahead, don't dwell on the past, that you will make it happen.
0: Kate, as always, bringing it home strong for Fire Nation. And Fire Nation, one last call to action. Make sure you check out com slash income57 for all the details of everything that we've been talking about. And of course, those pictures of the different podcast journals are definitely uh, worth the visit just for the visual effect. Super, super cool. And I did lie. There's two calls to action because I do, do want to end by just saying, go check out yourbigidea.io. I really want and need your feedback on this. We can make this better together and I want you to have your big idea so you can crush the remainder of 2018 and beyond. So Fire Nation, I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, what if I told you that you are one solid ad away from having predictable sales in your business and being able to truly scale? You probably ask me how to create that ad. Well, my friend Billy Jean put together a completely free training where he does just that. Learn Billy's proven and repeatable three-step process to generate leads and sales for any product or service. The only thing stopping entrepreneurs from using the same strategy is knowing and Exists and learning how the heck to make it work. Visit watchbilliesvideo.com to access his free training today. WatchBilliesVideo.com